There's a massive amount of space junk floating above us in orbit around Earth, and that's a huge problem for the satellites up in space responsible for giving us our GPS information and things like broadband service. So what's being done about this? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is Jonathan Skillings, one of our copy chiefs and the architect of our latest package on satellites, titled Signals from Earth. Welcome, John. Hey, Roger. So we sometimes take for granted that space has, well, a lot of space, but there's actually a huge amount of trash orbiting Earth. Uh, and that's the, the subject of the, the first story in the series. So what exactly is floating up there? Uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, we think about space as being infinite, and it is, but then there's our neighborhood right around Earth, uh, and there are several layers of orbit, and everything, well, not everything from the beginning of the space age, but a lot of stuff from back in the 60s and 70s and 80s is still up there. And we're talking about rockets, satellites, and big things like the International Space Station, and then little tiny pieces that have broken off from all of those things. And so how big of a problem is this, the, the, the sheer amount of stuff that's up there? Yeah, it's, it's really big because uh, it's all just spinning around. Uh, it's, it's controlled or at least tracked by different space agencies, but there's not a lot we can do about it right now. And, you know, things are going to bump into each other and that could be bad. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Why, why is it a bad thing? Uh, is it just uh, the potential damage? I mean, how big of a problem is it for these existing satellites? And can you give me a sense of actually how many live satellites are up there right now? Yeah, right now there are a roughly 2,800 live satellites and perhaps three times that many defunct satellites still floating around. And not a lot of human traffic up there right now going in and out of the space station, a handful of people. Um, before too long, there might be some space tourists going out there. So, you know, uh, there are people who could get into trouble, but also a lot of machinery. And there are more and more satellites coming up all the time. And I don't know if there's a sense of how many more we expect, because it feels like we're constantly launching new satellites where we're exploring new services running off these satellites. What, what exactly is sort of the, the expected volume of satellites over the coming years? Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's hard to put a number to it. You have more and more countries all the time that are starting their own space agencies or sending rockets up. Then you have commercial space traffic, which is not done by the likes of NASA or the European Space Agency. You have private companies like um, Elon Musk's SpaceX, uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon and all his money going into uh, rocket projects of its own. And um, SpaceX in particular, they have uh, a new system called Starlink, which is going to provide broadband uh, service to the Earth. It's in beta right now. There are about 600 or so satellites, uh, and there are going to be a lot more. Uh, I mean, Musk has filed paperwork to send up as many as 40,000 of these uh, smaller uh, satellites. They're not... They're not big car sized or um, space station size, but you know, it's a chunk of metal floating around up there. Yeah, 40,000 is a, a huge number, no matter how big or how little that satellite is. So I was reading this piece, and this is by Jackson Ryan, one of our colleagues out of Australia, who is who wrote a fantastic piece, worth reading if you haven't had a chance. He talked to a NASA researcher, uh, or at least cited a NASA researcher who flew this doomsday scenario. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. The researcher is Donald Kessler, and the work he did started in the late 70s. It's called the Kessler Syndrome, named after him. 
And the basic idea is that the more satellites or anything else you have floating around in space, the greater the chance of a collision. The more collisions you have, you're going to get debris. You're going to have more debris floating around. The more debris floating around, the more chance of collisions. And you get into this cycle of more and more trash spinning around and just really out of control. So what's being done about this problem? Uh, a lot of worrying, a lot of thinking about how to handle it, but there aren't really a lot of good solutions right now. So some satellites and rockets uh, slide back into Earth's orbit and they burn up. And, you know, some of that can be directed on purpose. Uh, some satellites get spun into a higher, higher orbits and they're a little bit more out of the way. Um, but there are no good systems for sort of dragging uh, satellites out of space or picking them up. You can't send trash trucks and street sweepers around to grab them. There have been some experiments uh, with things like uh, basically a big fishing net to grab satellites uh, and even a space harpoon to grab them. But again, you have to be careful because you don't want to fragment your one nice, big, clean satellite and make it into a bunch of little tiny satellite pieces because that just adds to the problem. And that's you, you bring up a good point about some of these satellites burning up because I just assume with some of these smaller pieces that eventually they just kind of come back down in the atmosphere, they burn up there. How is it that some of these pieces are just able to linger for really decades at this point? You know, it depends on where they are in orbit. If they're not close enough to Earth's gravity, to the atmosphere, the, the gravitational pull just isn't strong enough. And, you know, they're just, they're on a trajectory, right? They're just spinning and spinning and spinning. And uh, there's no good reason for them to start falling back to Earth. And I know, you know, the U.S., uh, several other countries have their space agencies, as you mentioned. But who's actually taking responsibility for the cleanup? Is there any one country kind of leading the charge? Or is this sort of a problem that everyone else is thinking about? Uh, or are they thinking about it together or are they thinking about it independently? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, a, a mixture of that. You have the various space agencies. Uh, you have Space Force. Uh, I'm sure it's something that's on Elon Musk's mind, even as he's sending more and more satellites up there. Um, but, you know, there's no, I mean, there's some programs that are, it's more about tracking the satellites right now, just knowing what's up there, uh, tracking the debris. Um, but again, there's no, it's not like you have uh, one agency or country, it's their responsibility and they're going out there and taking care of it. It's, it's a long-term problem. So we can't just send space Roombas up there to, to hoover up all the debris, right? No it's space, not as simple no, as that. Yeah, no space Roombas or anything like that right now. Uh, it, just, it brings to mind for me the end of Spaceballs where the, the spaceship turns into a giant maid with a vacuum cleaner, which I know is supposed to suck up the oxygen of the planet, but really a giant maid with a vacuum cleaner sucking up all the debris around our orbit. That I don't know. That, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, if, if you could pull it off. Uh, Roger, you could uh, patent it and probably make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I'll get, I will get right on that. Uh, all right, well, John, thanks for your time. And you can check out our satellite package on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send me a text message by signing up at 646-461-4291. Also, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps us out a lot. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.